I surprised you and I went ahead and started recording. Yeah. Where's so we my... do a lot of backtrack. What's wrong? Oh, your water. water. Your water is behind you right there. Thank you so You're much. welcome. Appreciate but I'm that. here. Um, okay, so, th well, this is one of the things that we wanted to talk about with Christmas, right? So when we think of, like, scary stories, we usually think of, like, Halloween, right? That's when... We tell spooky stories and um, do spooky things. You know, we dress yeah. up scary, all those types of things. Um, but Halloween didn't used to be whenever that happened. So Halloween took over scary stories like in the 60s because scary stories actually used to be told during Christmas time. And it's dated all the way back to the 1500s. And usually it was that scary stories were like on Christmas Eve. Um, and so I have some notes and let me just take a look really quick. Um, but I think one of the first Christmas scary stories that we have like documented was in 1598 or I'm sorry, 1589. Um, and it was called a tale of spirits and ghosts and it took place on Christmas Eve. Um, and then there's so many more that happen, but one of the most famous like scary stories that we think of when we think of Christmas is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And like, it's a scary story. It has ghosts in it. It has one ghost that appears to be like the Grim Reaper taking you to your death. Like it's actually a pretty, um, scary tale. Yeah. Right? And if you put yourself in his shoes, like I can't imagine, but it also kind of like slung shot Christmas into a different realm. Mm -hmm. whenever he told that story. Mm -hmm. um, and he certainly believed that scary stories belonged to Christmas yeah. and no other time. So that's kind of cool. Um, but what it did for Christmas is it kind of brought... The, that's how the idea started of being, um, being good and thankful. And, um, you know, how many more years later did we have Scrooge that came out of that, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, it slung shot Christmas into that along with still having the scary, spooky aspect to it. Um, so, like I said, though, it dates back before that. So it was in the 1930s that Christmas became jolly and, like, fun. And do you know where it started? Just guess. Santa! <laughs> well, there was Santa. <laughs> but, I don't know. No, no, it was Santa. It was in the 1930s, and it was advertising. Oh. And that's how Christmas became jolly and, like, spirited. Because, like, in, in the, whenever there was spiritualism, it was also a time whenever there was really scary stories that mm -hmm. were told at Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, so it's around, it was 1931, Coca-Cola put an ad out, and it had St. Nick on it. It was the first Santa packs are coming. <laughs> <laughs> coming to your watch out, because here they come. Santa packs are coming. <laughs> that's not <laughs> Um, okay, so then in 1946, that's whenever the movie It's a Wonderful Life came out, and that it perpetuated the whole jolly and, uh, you know. But that movie was still, like, dark, because wasn't he... Weren't there ghosts in that one, too? But I I've never seen, seen the movie. Huh. But what I understand is that he's contemplating ending his life. Jesus. Yeah. That's really dark. It is dark. Oh, my that's God. That's why the title of the movie is called It's a Wonderful Life. That's all that I think I know. Like, if anybody has anything to offer to that, please put it in yeah. the comments. Yeah, if anybody has anything to offer, I'd love to hear it. And then in 1957, How the Grinch Stole Christmas also came to light. And that, I mean, but if you think about it, I guess that stuff is still scary. Like, if you go back and watch The Grinch, they were awful yeah. to him. Yeah. Like, they were awful to him. When I rewatch it, I kind of feel bad now. Like, because things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. 
We are mean like that. And we well, know. I, mean, I guess we are. Sometimes. We know the Grinch's backstory. Yeah. Bless his heart, dude. Yeah, he had a beard at like five. <sighs> that scares me every time. I think like it's gonna blow up. It just turns off. No, there's um like a boom noise, and it makes me in her uh, fireplace, yeah. and it makes me think that there is a ghost. I think I asked you one time. I was like, did you know that there's noises that come out of your fireplace? Do you remember that? No. Is my mic on? Okay, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know how to make sure. I saw your light on and I was like, oh shit, is my light on? It's on. We don't need a repeat of the last episode. Yeah, for real. Um, but also, a surprise, we're in the same place. Yeah, surprise. Did oh. y'all notice that? Yeah. I we're drove together. 14 hours. It was 14 hours. Yeah, involved. with her dog and her cat. And my cat. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's why we're here. We want to restart the tradition of telling scary stories at Christmas, mm -hmm. but we also brought a little bit of a, a personal touch to it because we aren't just retelling any scary story. We're re retelling stories that we wrote. Yeah. They're personal. Like, well, they're not personal. Well, they're personally written. I don't know. Yeah. They're created from our minds. Yeah. From our mind holes. Yeah. So do you want to do yours first or do you want me to do mine first? Okay, so we're doing my story kind of like drunk history because I'm very nervous and I was writing all of this out and I really get way too like involved in the details and it doesn't need to like, it's just, it's just the way that I am. So I have to stop and like, if I want to get this done, I'm going to have to just talk it out. So I did this just like that half an hour ago. Sorry, so, I was reading a comment. It's Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we can start with mine. That way I can okay. get the, get that out of the way. Let's the do it. The stage, stage fright. Coming. coming to your town. Okay, why? Did we start? I'm so sorry. It's helping me. All right, let's go. Okay. This is a cautionary tale to all you out there who live in a house and love the spooky season of Christmas. This happened a long time ago in medieval times. A family was sitting down to dinner, and they hear a rapping at the door. The, the family is our lord and a lady with their three children. And outside, it's, it seems impossible that there should be somebody outside because the wind is blowing, the snow is blowing, it is freezing cold, and it is a bleak winter's night. The knocking came again. And the Lord insisted that his servant go open the door. Whenever he opened the door, a woman was standing there. He brought the woman into the dining room where the family was sitting down for their feast. Why are you here? asked the Lord. The woman replied, I am a traveler and I seek refuge for the night. I'm waiting for my party to meet me tomorrow. I came early. She looks over at the children and she asks them, do you have any new clothes? And they say, no, we don't. These are clothes from last year. She looks at the woman and she says, have you spun your flax? And she says, no, I did not spin my flax. And then she um, is asked again if she can stay the night. The Lord graciously um, decides to let her stay. He has to think about it because she's dressed as a peasant. She's wearing rags and a black cloak, and she has her hands underneath her, her, her skirt. 
So he decides to take pity on her and says, yes, you may stay in my house. And you can stay in the servants' quarters, and um, you'll have to be gone by tomorrow. So she is led through the house, and as she is led through the house, she notices that the, the dishes in the sink from dinner are dirty. There's cobwebs in the corners. Um, and then she is led into the servants' hall, where she is um, given a bed to sleep in. So during the middle of the night, the wife wakes up the lady of the house wakes up she goes into she has she's having dreams that are um keeping her up just reminding her that there's something not finished she so she gets out of bed she goes into her weaving room and she looks at the flax on the floor um she hears a sound behind her and the woman is standing in the doorway she says you did not finish your flax um and at this point, the lady realizes who she's speaking to. And she says, Percha, please forgive me. And Percha says, um, I, will, um, I will not forgive you. This is a sin. Not a sin, but I will not forgive you. Um, you're going to die. And so she pulls out her knife from underneath her, her skirt. She slits her belly from, from pelvic to sternum. The woman's guts fall out and Percha stuffs them with pebbles and straw. She leaves the room and the father notices that there's something burning. And so he gets out of bed, his wife is gone, and he runs down to the weaving room where he sees his wife and the flax on the floor that was not spun um, is burning. He runs over to her, he shakes her, and he says, Wife, come on, let's go. But then he sees that she has been, she's dead and she's been cut open and stuffed with straw and pebbles. So now he knows that Percha is in the house. Percha is the, the woman to, that, uh, the witch that makes sure your house is clean, your flax is, is spun, and she rides on the wild hunt. She leads the wild hunt, looking for people who have not done their duties before the, the, the year is closed. So he knows he's in trouble, and he gets out of there. So he runs outside, and he sees that Percha is leading away his three children on her, with her hands. And he says, Percha, please stop. <laughs> please. No, stop. Don't. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 He says, how about, how about you take my children and we'll call this a deal? Like, I won't, uh, <laughs> I can just get away for free, right? And she says, no. Her, her demons, her horned demons fly out from the wild hunt and grab the, the lord of the house and bring him up to the sky. She says, let this be a lesson to you children to always have your house clean, have your flax spun, and have new clothes by the end of the year. The demons then rip apart the man, and he is eaten by all of the demons, and the children become part of the wild hunt. Oh. The end. You're welcome. That's really good. Wait, so what happens when the children become a part of the wild hunt? Uh, they have to, like, watch this shit happen all over the place. 
Do they do it? Do eventually, do they rip people apart? I think so. Oh my god. Yeah, they become like her, her horned dudes. They're like the Mandalorians. Like they adopt kids and then. <laughs> yeah, just do. like that. Like they're the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sorry for those of you who have just joined us if you missed Rebecca's story because now you're gonna hear mine. <laughs> so what we did. Uh, for those of y'all joining us, we did, um, we're bringing back scary stories at Christmas time because of the history associated with it. And we wrote our own original scary stories. So Rebecca's a writer and I'm not, I'm also not very creative. So I created a Mad Libs (laughs) Christmas story that's scary. I love it. You are very creative. Well, let's see what we can do. So what I need you to do, Rebecca, Mm -hmm. is I'm going to ask you for things and then you have to tell me what they are. I'll fill it in and then I'll read the story. Oh, neat. Okay, Okay. sweet. sweet. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (sighs) Give me an adjective, which is like a description. Like ugly? Is that a description? Yeah, ugly, pretty, scratchy. So since I said ugly, I'll just say ugly. Oh, jeez. I hope I know what adjective means. Okay. Um, give me a holiday symbol. Um, a star. Okay. Um, give me a holiday candy. Candy cane. Okay. All right. Next. What about a holiday drink that you enjoy? Oh, that I enjoy. Well, or just that, you know, a holiday drink. Whatever. Let's say mulled wine. That is good, isn't it? I was going to say eggnog, but whenever you said you enjoy, I was like, don't like that. You don't like it? I thought you were okay with eggnog. Everybody thinks that. But I did like eggnog whenever I was a kid. You must have said something misleading because I swear to God, we had a conversation the other day. And I I was surprised. You were surprised that I didn't like it because I used to love it? No. I thought you still hated it. I do hate it. I oh, I'm that's so why angry. I was saying. That's what I was saying. Whenever I was gonna say eggnog, but then you said one that you enjoy, and I was oh, like, "What?" Listen, I'm sorry. Okay, give me a holiday food. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Okay. Mashed taters. She said. Yeah. All right. Um, give me a holiday tradition. Decorating cookies. Let's see how many we have left. Okay, a holiday decoration. Garland. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Who would like to know the history of garland at Christmas? I think I would. I think it was probably from like the Civil War. No, I think it was before that because Charles Dickens has it in his story. Shit, garland's old school, y'all. Dude, I can tell you about garland. Okay, wait, let's Let's do this first. All right. What's your favorite light combination, like, for Christmas? Like, are you a blue lights, or or do you not like that multicolored, just white? I like, I like multicolored, like, little tiny ones that look like sprinkles on cupcakes. Oh, my God. That's cute. Yeah. This is flammable. thought of it because I could feel the heat. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, give me another holiday drink, kid. Holiday drinky poo. Let's do eggnog with Egg. rum or whatever is in it. Is it brandy? Uh, cognac? Give me a holiday. <laughs> give, me a, give me a holiday song. Wait, is that what that says? Yes. 
Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, jeez. Yep. Oh, Xmas tree. All right. Give me a holiday scent. Pine. Pine. All right. Two more. A holiday symbol. Um. Is it, do you mean like a holiday, like Christmas holiday, or just any holiday? Any holiday. Like if you saw the symbol, you'd be like, that happens around the Christmas time. The holiday time. So a holiday, like holiday around Christmas time? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this shouldn't be too difficult. Santa! <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I don't know. It looks like I have holiday. Tood. That's what it looks like it says. Okay. Oh, a holiday food. Give me a holiday food. Uh, oh, another one. Yeah. Turkey. Turkey. All right, let's do this. Story's done. Let's see what we've come up with. This is hard, you guys. First of all, I just want to say... Writing a Mad Lib is really hard, and I know that sometimes in school we would get them and we'd be like, this is lame. People put a lot of work into it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually really hard, and it's, I don't, I can't promise anything, but let's do this. Okay. All right. I am so ugly about the holiday season. <laughs> I will knock your favorite ornaments off the trees so they sh uh, shatter to no repair. I will stretch, I, sorry, I will scratch stars into your back while you sleep. I will make candy canes fly from the bowl and levitate for hours. Are those shivers you feel from a mulled wine? Or is it me breathing down your neck as you decorate mashed potatoes? Ooh. Yeah. I will cut off the lights as you decorate... What is that? It's a holiday tradition. Decorate cookies. Okay, I will cut off the lights as you decorate holiday cookies, and I will make sure you can't sleep. What a dick. As garland dances across your ceiling, multicolored lights will tie up, will tie you up and bind you to the bedpost, and I'll pour eggnog on your head. <laughs> you will awake at 3 a.m., relieved as it was just a dream, but hear marching to the beat of Oh Christmas Tree up and down the hall. <laughs> If you start to fall asleep, I will release a pine scent so putrid you will ju jump to your Santa footy pajamas Aww. and gag and choke until you puke turkey, which you won't ever enjoy again. <laughs> Spooky holidays and Happy New Year. That's adorable. <laughs> oh my god. We wrote it together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um... That was really good. Thanks. Yeah. That was our holiday special. <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, so oh. Garland yeah. is a, is, I don't know if this is, like I read a blurb about it, but like, Ugh. so it is a pagan tradition of bringing greenery into your house to make it feel more alive during the winter holidays. Dude, I do that with my plants all the time. I'm like, it feels better in here. Yeah. yeah whenever you have greenery, whenever it's all like gross outside. So well, that's, that's what cool. they would do. Okay. Yeah. That's the history of it. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, do you want us to ruin also, like, talk about traditions or anything like that? No. no. 
I was gonna say this is our new tradition. So when we grew up, we didn't have a lot of traditions. Like we didn't do anything yeah. really. Yeah. And so we each grew up, and then we created our own. We <laughs> yeah. giddy up, <laughs> wasn't it? It was like Kramer. Yeah. You ever see Seinfeld? You're like when he's okay. Um, and so we, we talked about different stuff that we do too. Cause like I bake cookies. I don't do anything. That's my tradition as wow. I try to avoid it. I bake cookies. I watch Christmas movies. Like I tried my hardest to create Christmas for myself and like traditions. So like this is one that we came up with together. Yeah. Telling scary stories uh-huh. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I mean, I guess thanks for joining us on this it's just a short bonus episode basically yeah and happy holidays merry christmas whatever you're celebrating mm-hmm. um thank you happy holidays bye let's, let's, let's get out of here <laughs>